0: You are listening to the Nurturing Birth Doula podcast, where we aim to dispel the myths, debunk the stories, and help people better understand the role of the doula in the 21st century. I am your host, Sophie Brigstock, owner of Nurturing Birth and Course Facilitator, and I invite you to grab a cuppa, pop on your headphones, and listen in as I chat to doulas, birth keepers, and Nurturing Birth friends about all things perinatal. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Nurturing Birth Doula podcast. I am so excited to welcome the wonderful Danielle Fox to the podcast today. Danielle is a doula based in Wales. I will let her introduce herself, but she's also a very key member of our mentor team. And so I just wanted to invite Danielle along today to tell us a little bit more about herself. So welcome, Danielle. Lovely to have you. Thank you for having me. This
1: is very exciting
0: <laughs> So tell us a little bit more about you. I've already said you're based in Wales, but
1: um, perhaps tell us a little bit about your doula journey okay so i I've always been interested in birth um right from the very start um but I worked for fifteen years as a librarian so I was already in you know a really well paid job uh, the boys came along so I've got two little boys um they're thirteen and ten now uh, but at the time they were three and six so I thought to myself oh have I better not change my career now you know I was kind of settled mm. in that work um, but it just kept cropping up you know just little things kept cropping up of me thinking I just want to do what I feel like I'm meant to be doing. And then my mum actually, um, one of her best friends, her daughter is a doula in Australia Mm. and she came and visited. And my mum actually phoned me and said, Danielle, I found the career for you. (laughs) You're amazing (laughs) at it. Um, I think you should do it. So that's when I started looking into things and I found you. I found Nurturing Birth. It just really settled in. And I just thought this is what I'm meant to be doing. Mm. So I just took that leap of faith and thought you know train see how it goes and i mm-hmm. genuinely haven't looked back since i've just loved every minute of it so yeah that's how it started amazing so when did you train i trained in 2016 mm-hmm. so yeah quite a while ago now um and just you know threw myself into it um networked sort of really went for it really um i had a fantastic mentor through nature and birth so she really encouraged me too. Um, and from there, I've just gone on to train in other things as well. Uh, but birth work is just, you know, really through my blood. It really, really is. It's something that I probably, I feel like I'll never give up, even mm. though I do better things now, you know, for the community and I'm doing um, support groups for pregnancy and things like that. I also do baby massage, but I always come back to birth. It's, it's what I truly, truly love.
0: Yeah, amazing. Amazing. So tell us a little bit more about your your doula practice. Like, how does it work? How has it evolved over time? I mean, you said when you kind of first found out about doula your children were quite little. And I know that that's often a big concern for people about becoming Mm. a doula. And how do you juggle the doula lifestyle and having, you know, a young family?
1: Yeah, I think it, it did take me a while. You know, I think at the beginning it was more basing things on trying to get things up and running, just getting mm. my name out there. So that, you know, I really spent time doing that and um, finding out about other birth workers in the area and um, finding out how they do things and reaching out to them, really, and just joining, joining their groups. That really helped. Um, and then I sort of started doing net- networking more face to face. So I did a few um, baby fairs and things like that, lots of them didn't work. I've done so many of them and I found two that just really worked lovely. And obviously people get to meet you face-to-face which is what mm. our work is. You know, they they want to know you as a person. I think the more you can meet people face-to-face, the better. So mm. that worked really well. And I got two births from that, from one of the events that I did and it just grew and grew. You know, it was just more word of mouth um, from there. I think at the beginning when the boys were young, that was more, I limited myself to one birth every three months because I wasn't quite prepared to, with how tired I would be after yeah. the birth. Yeah. Um. I really wasn't prepared for that, you know, just how much it takes out of you emotionally and mentally. So I would just do one every three months, Um. come back, be a mother again, get my energy back and then go straight back into it then and, and do another birth. But with time, as they've got older, and they're sort of more self-sufficient. You know, I've changed things um, and I do a lot more now. So I do up to two births a month now. Uh, but again, it's just, you know, that's the good thing about it being your own practice. You can decide. So if I, you know, you, you know you're nodding. Yes, to me, yeah, just, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And it's, you know, I, I mean, one of the reasons I set up the podcast is to kind of dispel the myths and the stories. And one of the things is, you know, about business and what does business need to look like? And the joy of being self-employed is you get to pick and choose, you know, you're saying to begin with, it, it only worked for me to take one birth client every three months. Fine. Like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like you were amazing at networking and finding clients. And, you know, now in Wales, you are working with two clients a month. I mean, that's incredible.
1: Yeah, it, it, it really, I think that's, something that I tend to sort of say you know to mentees as well when I'm doing mentoring is it's just you know you're your own champion nobody else is you know you've got to get out there and network the more you network the more people know who you are and can say oh I met Danielle and people might not know what a doer is but if they know your personality and they think oh wow you know she might be able to help me on my journey it's just the more we can get those those words out there the better
0: yeah so, why are you so passionate about supporting people in birth? What What's the thing that kind of lights the flame for you?
1: I think for me, I had a lot of support. I'm from a Jamaican family, amazing. So, my family, and in a lot of other cultures, as you will know, um, postnatal care is huge. You know, mm. they everything is based around the mother. You know, being able to be looked after um and just really making sure that she's not doing too much other than bonding with the baby and feeding the baby you know really sort of just being there they cooked meals for me so I had a lot of support but then when I went started going to baby classes and things I realized I was actually in the minority mm. you know I thought everybody else had what I had mm. and like, and a lot of people didn't, you know, you start hearing these stories and and people really not knowing, you know, where to turn to or just being able to have somebody come and look after their baby and things like that. So I think that's where it came from, sort of hearing people's stories and wanting them to have the support that I did. Um, and I am a real people person anyway. I just love to be with people um, yeah. in general. I yeah, that's why I've struggled in lockdown, <laughs> you know, just not being <laughs> able to be and see people. Um, Yeah. So that's what that's why I went into it. I just really wanted to support.
0: And what I'm hearing there is actually that it was more about the postnatal or the postpartum period for you. It's about that support once the baby's here that was was really kind of essential Mm. to
1: you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I think it's something that's I do think is something that's overlooked you tend to look into birth you know mm. i think most people will be like right okay at some point even if it's a seven months eight months pregnant they start to realize reality kicks in and they're like oh okay yeah i've got to give birth now so yeah. you do look into it you know everybody looks into it to a certain extent but i think postnatally i've got to be honest i don't think many people really really think about how much change this beautiful baby is going to bring to their lives you know and how how much you know not so much support but it's also what it does to your body that you yeah. you know you need that time and to, to know what's out there in that time so I think yeah that's why I started my group without a doubt you know as much as I love the birth work I started the group for that to have that reality and also to find somewhere where um people are are more open about their journeys and not so much you know you hear these stories when everyone gets together and they say oh yeah you know my baby's perfect he sleeps for the night or yeah and everyone feels the need to I better not say my story if it's quite the same and I wanted it to be more reality and making sure that everyone's gone
0: (laughs) not not the competitive (laughs) parenting thing
1: of like oh yeah no
0: mine's rolling is yours
1: not rolling over already you know that's it it. yeah Yeah. Yeah. I want it to be that safe space where Everybody can just bring what's happened to them. You know, if they've had a bad night with baby, you know, you can bring it. And yeah. then you tend to find that everyone else opens up because they're like, oh, yeah, it is quite difficult. It's the most beautiful thing, but it's very difficult, too. And yeah. I think that's important.
0: And it's a huge transition. You know, there's I, I regularly talk about we we cannot go back. We can only go forwards. Um, You know, much talk about going back to normal after the pandemic. We're not we're not going mm-hmm. back to normal, we're going forwards to a new normal, we're not going back to normal after we have babies, we're going forwards to a new life, and mm-hmm. adapting our lives, adapting our relationship, if we're in a relationship We're you know, everything changes, um, yeah. and being supported in that, I think is so important, um, and missing, like certainly, okay. you know, culturally in the UK, um, you know, that, that celebration and recognition of the postnatal period is, is gone. Mm. It's all about getting back into the size six jeans and going back to work yes. and making sure you've still got your social life and, you know, baby's got to fit in with you and <laughs> all just, of that. Yeah, I'm just going to say that. Yeah. The yeah.
1: amount of times you hear that, oh, baby's going to fit in with my life. Yeah. So you
0: just, yeah. 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 Why, why did we have our babies? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Yeah. No, I love hearing that. Um, so as you know, I am very passionate about dispelling myths around doularing. I, it is my vision and my mission that everybody who wants or needs doula support should be able to access it and here we are in 2022, where the doula word has existed in the UK for just over 20 years, where still I would say, just shy of 50 percent of the population have any idea what a doula is yeah. and given what we're saying about how massive this transition is into parenthood and if we recognize how challenging things are within the maternity services at mm-hmm. the moment I want to be dispelling the myths I want to be taking a look at what a doula actually does who a doula is, so that we start to put all of that stuff to one side and really start to work with people and recognize the value that doulas can bring. So Mm -hmm. with all that said, is there a particular myth out there that you want to kind of dive in and explore today?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a few obviously. (laughs) But I think one of the main ones that's popped up for me quite regularly is that people believe that we're there to replace the partner that oh, doulas? Yeah. That doulas will replace um, their partner during the birth, or they would be like, "Well, oh, I don't want to hire you because my, you know, my husband or my partner feels like he, they won't have um, the hands-on experience, or they won't be front and center." I think that comes up an awful lot.
0: Yeah, doesn't it? There's that sense of um, a doula is going to usurp the position of a partner. Mm, Okay, so why do people get that one so, like, why is that one coming up, do you think?
1: I think it's just generally because um, I think they feel like we're trained in certain things. We've been at births before. Um, They feel like we're going to come in and take over. I think yes, I think yes. that's how they feel Um, that we're going to come into the space and be like, right, I know what I'm doing. You can sit there, watch. And that's that's not what we do at all. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: very much, you know, I'm the expert in yes. childbirth. Therefore, I'm going to tell you what to do or actually you go and sit quietly in the corner yes. and let me get on with what what yeah. I'm going to do, which mm. is not the case at all. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So have you had some particularly interesting experiences around
1: that? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I obviously we have the interview, so I get people inquiring, um, as we all do. And we'll then sort of do a little sit down interview. I did have one, even though I do say um, on the email and say, right, I'd love to meet you both. I think that's very, very important to meet both. I, agree. Um, I Yeah, I did turn up to one. And uh, they didn't know they didn't know that they were meeting the doula and it was just like, you know, you just you just wonder where you're going with that. Um, and then she kind of laughed and said to me, oh, well, I knew I wouldn't be able to get him to come along if I said I was I was hiring, you know, hiring you. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So you sort of she said "Oh, we had a chat about it and he was like, oh, no, you know, I'll get pushed out. I don't want one. So and she just said, I thought if I could get you to come and we meet you, then maybe I can, I can change his mind, you know, that sort of thing. So that's happened.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall after you left. I mean, I can imagine that you went in and dooled them amazingly. And, Um, you know, that had a fantastic
1: conversation. But can you imagine being that kind of, what did you do? (laughs) Oh, dear! that's only ever happened to me once in six years. But oh, wow, you know, it's not something that I recommend. Definitely not. I always say, make sure you're both on the same page has got to be both of your decision definitely completely you know, completely we say that don't we you know it's um and i wouldn't have walked into that if i'd have known that's what she was doing but uh yeah she hoodwinked us both um and i've had some <laughs> a, another experience i've had is where you know on on the interview you know we'll be there and a partner might be a bit a little bit sort of standoffish or yeah. sort of um what's the word sort of trying to to push you for you know questions and things and saying like what will you do in this circumstance what would you do here sort of I felt a bit trying to trip me up as it were you know to try and find out exactly what I was about but um you know that's what we're trained for aren't we we're just there to make sure they understand that at the end of the day I'm there to support them both we're there for them too as a team Yeah. So,
0: I mean, I suppose this ties in quite nicely also with the, you know, why would you need a doula if you've got a partner? So, you know, there have been plenty, plenty of times when I've supported as the solo birth partner, you know, maybe it was someone who was having a baby on their own or their partner was away or whatever it happened to be. Mm -hmm. But I, I mean, I love, and I think actually a lot of times being there is as much, if not more about supporting the partner Yes. Then it is the birthing person. Because if all is going well with someone in labour, they are in labour land, in the zone, doing their thing, and actually it's the reassurance that you can bring to a partner that can be just magical.
1: Definitely. I I couldn't agree more. It really, really is. You know, I I had an experience um, with a home birth that was exactly what you said, you know, and she was really in her zone, eyes closed, you know making the the lovely noises that you make him Mm. with and really going for it but he just you know he just wasn't sure I could tell he wasn't sure you know he just didn't look comfortable and we just took a moment I just kind of like looked at him you know and said kind of come out into the kitchen so we we both had a bit of a chat and I just you know asked him how he was and he was just like oh I'm just like really freaking out that it's just so close now you know just all of a sudden freaking out and we just had a little bit of a chat and made him a coffee I said right you know we had we're fine had a talk left him in the kitchen I said come in when you're ready when you feel a little bit you know better in yourself um I'll keep supporting it, and that's what we did and and he popped in afterwards he looked a lot better he had more color to his cheeks put it that way yeah um, and I think that's the thing isn't it you know we're there definitely to support them both it isn't just about right you sit in the corner it's not no you know all the work that we do beforehand with them as well you know yeah. all that, all the antenatal classes that we do with them, and and for them to know what birth is, to understand birth more, so that when they are making these noises or you know they they're like oh yeah Danielle told me about this this is fine this is normal yeah we you know, talked just...
0: about this this I yeah I remember it feels familiar I think the really important thing for me and the conversation that I like to have is that I am never there to take the partner's position. What I'm there to do is to enable the partner to be the best person they are able to be in that situation. And I've been with partners who are just incredible emotional support. They've got the right words, they're tactile, they're wanting to hold. I mean, you might even find them in a birth pool if you're doing a (laughs) water birth. Or it may be that they are someone who is not, as comfortable with that, that they want to be more practical. Yeah, you know, I've I've certainly had partners who who wanted to um, take on more of the practical tasks and have been more than happy for me to step in and to, you know, do some massage comfort techniques, um, hold, reassure. Mm-hmm. Or there's been oftentimes, you know, we've both taken our turns. And if you've got a long birth, you know, if you're there yeah. for many hours all days, um, you know, to take turns to be tag teaming with each other, to get them food whilst they're, you know, holding somebody, nurturing somebody to enable them to have a nap, that kind of thing. I mean, that's when it really comes in the true kind of supporting aspect of doulaing comes in, I think.
1: It really does. Yeah, definitely. I I couldn't agree more. It is about, you know, I think our job mostly is about reading a room. That's what we do. You know, you read a room and you follow their lead. Like you said, if you see someone who wants to be hands on, you know that that's what they like doing. Mm -hmm. So they, you know, they're happy in that role. And then we can do the other practical things. Um, whereas if they are just quite quiet and say, Oh, can you do this for me? Then then that's fine. You know, we step forward. But it isn't about us taking over. We follow their lead. It's not about them following our lead, is it? No. Um, I think um a good thing I like to sort of say to a partner as well that I tend to sort of get in there is the fact that even though I've had all of the training and might have the experience in birth, they've got the bond, they've yeah. got that love for the person and we all know that oxytocin that's what is needed so at the end of the day they are really needed there you know and I think sometimes it clicks in there and they think oh yeah okay yeah so I am really important in this because she needs to hear my voice she needs to you know feel my touch and I think that makes them feel confident.
0: I completely agree I completely agree I think it's also interesting that partners you know if we think back 50 years ago Like partners were not encouraged to be in the birth room. We've had this massive pendulum shift, haven't we, a change. And now there is there seems to be a universal expectation that partners will be in the room. And I want people to have that conversation in advance, like Mm -hmm. to be talking about, well, how do you feel about being at the birth you know you and I know we love being in a birth room we've been (laughs) there it's a comfortable space for us we're familiar with those noises and movements and all the different things that go on if someone is feeling that pressure to be there but actually everything within them is saying no I don't want to be here um then we need to talk about that we need to think about how can they be supported to be a partner either in the room with permission to leave the room, if that is what feels right. And, you know, you gave your, your, the partner you were working with that opportunity to step out, to talk about how they were feeling, to have a cup of coffee, to come back in when they felt ready. And I know, I mean, I know there have been several occasions where I've been booked because they as a couple had had a conversation and didn't know whether he or they would want yeah. to be there
1: yeah yeah that does come up a lot and I think what you're saying is exactly why it's so important um for us to be able to build up that rapport with them before the birth yeah you know yes. that's what the whole journey is about yes. you know you, you you can get inquiries very late but I do prefer the ones where you can you know really spend time getting to know them yes. and really laying out that foundation so that so that everyone knows what page they're on you know yes. I you know what you were saying where, Um, you find out exactly how the partner wants to be involved you can only find that out if you've done the antenatal sessions together so yeah it's the whole package you need it all really from start to finish
0: yeah there is something completely magical about watching a partner watching a birth unfold yeah Yeah, like when it's you know, when it's going well, when they are feeling empowered and safe and, you know, the oxytocin is flowing, there is something truly magical. And then I think in those moments where birth deviates from the plan, Mm. being able to support a couple in the decision making, that can also be really, really powerful.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think so. Yeah, I, I had, um, I did have an experience um with um, them transferring you know mm. from from home birth into hospital you know she had a lovely time to decide and they decided it together um but again the partner just you know just seemed to sort of just be feeling i could see that they weren't comfortable so i thought let's just have a little chat about it um so we did we talked i literally went through what might what will happen when the paramedics come what would be next and honestly, that changed everything. They were like, yeah. oh, I'm fine. I'm fine now. I kind of know. I just need to know what's going to happen. And now I feel good. And it was a really positive experience. And, and mm. to this day, you know, they always say to me, I'm so glad that you described the situation because I just needed to know what was going to happen for me to stay calm. And then that kept her calm then as well. So, absolutely,
0: yeah. Absolutely. And it is it is about protecting the bubble. It is about, yeah. you know, holding that space Um, And, and as a doula, we are not just there focused on the birthing person, whoever's in the room is going to be impacted and impacting Mm. the birth experience. And so if we can enable the the partner to feel calmer in control, you know, Mm. understanding what's going on, I mean, just, yeah, I think that's so, so important. Yeah. so important yeah i've I've been in a very similar situation to the one that you just described actually and and this was someone who um you know English was not their first language, and they were coping so brilliantly, but when things suddenly moved very quickly and changed, you know you could see the sort of the the color drawing the color, out of yeah. their face and the sort of the fear setting in and yeah just to be able to to reassure and explain what's happening and talk them through it, I think is yeah yeah it was it was really good in that situation yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you have it- any particular situations that you can think of regarding partners where where there has been a change, there's been like a noticeable change from how they were at the beginning, when they first met you to the end when
1: when you said goodbye? Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely. I've I've had some that, you know, by nature aren't aren't big talkers, you know, don't want to sort of say a lot. So I've had some like that, you know, haven't been very talkative or, you know, they've 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 sort of um what's the word got involved with the antenatal sessions, but not necessarily, you know, I have to sort of pull things out of them. Um and then during the birth again. I could sometimes I couldn't read the partner I'd, I'd look at the face and think oh are they okay are they okay with this are they okay? and not sort of giving me much so a lot of it had to be me trying to draw out trying to draw out so I thought you know after the birth had finished and um, I was kind of driving home thinking oh I hope I did them justice you know I hope I I really helped them and um I got home to the most beautiful text message you know so it turned out that they just preferred to write it all down rather than say it you know and, yeah. and he said Danielle I couldn't have done it without you today um you were the best he said something like um, you were the best decision of this year something like that and oh, I, I thought it. just you know that's why we do what we do you know even if you you might not hear you know what they've got to say you know that you're changing lives doing what we're doing definitely you know just making it a more positive experience yeah um,
0: and that yeah. has such a knock-on effect I mean that's I care about it so much because you know how people feel during their birth experience has such a, a knock-on effect for their parenting, their bonding. You know, mm-hmm. we want them to feel secure and safe and loved and you know to yeah. to bond and connect with their babies well, don't we as they mm-hmm. um, as they go forwards and and that's the same for the partners. We know that the statistically more relationships break down in the first year after a birth. Than yeah. any other time, so you know, let's really be focusing on those partners and making sure that they feel included, safe, supported, respected, yeah. supported. You know, all of that. It's yeah. you know, I think it's it's fundamental. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Danielle, I could talk to you all day, and uh, I'm 100 percent bringing you back to to come and chat <laughs> to us again.
1: <laughs> I would love to. I would love to.
0: Um, so, if people want to find out a bit more about you, um, where
1: do they go? they can go to my website at www.beautifullyblooming.co.uk so that's where I am and I'm on Facebook and Instagram too if they want to have a little look
0: and same uh, beautifully blooming is it on
1: yeah on Instagram it will be beautifully blooming pregnancy and then on Facebook it's beautifully blooming doula
0: Fabulous. And uh, we regularly share Danielle's posts on the nurturing birth accounts as well. Nurturing underscore birth. on instagram so do uh do follow danielle check her out and um you are also a mentor on the mentor team so if you go to the nurturing birth website to mentors and drop down you will find danielle there as well um and um yeah you are the most phenomenal mentor so i'm very very excited for all those doulas out there listening who um get to be supported by you, perhaps say a little bit for me about what what does mentoring mean to you when it comes to being a doula?
1: Mentoring is oh my goodness I, I feel like it's fundamental you know for, for because it's been fundament, fundamental for my journey um you know I still speak to her speak with her to this day six years later I think a lot of people feel like mentoring is only for new doulas and think oh yeah with someone starting they need to know you know what path they want to take uh, but it's not necessarily that it, it's it's needed a lot when you're actually a working doula yeah. you know we are on our own out there as much as you know we we have um we can get in touch with other birth workers but it does boil down to just us and i think to have a mentor on that journey um to help you personally thrive as well you know the things that she made me think about and i was like oh yeah i knew the answer to my own question <laughs> but it's just them giving it back to you sometimes and just thinking yeah i can do this um yeah just being able to talk about all sorts of things with with someone who's been on that journey i think is so important
0: couldn't agree more danielle you are gorgeous thank you for joining me um i look forward to speaking to you again soon bye everybody thank you so much Thank you, everybody. That was my episode talking to the lovely Danielle Fox. If you've got any questions that have come up from listening to that episode, if you'd like to know more, then don't hesitate to reach out to us at info at nurturingbirth.co.uk or do go and check out the website, nurturingbirth.co.uk. We're also on Instagram, as I said in the episode please do rate and review this podcast and do share it with your friends. We are very new and we would love to spread the word and encourage more people to think about becoming doulas. We need doulas right now. So if you know somebody who is interested, then why not let them know? See you next time. Bye.